0: Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Today on the show...
1: You have a client out in BC as well. She, he does um, Airbnb rental. So he has, because Airbnb is subject to HST, so he already has a business number. He owns everything in his personal name. We report it as a business. So uh, uh, based on that, he, like, he's one of the few exceptions that I could think of that would qualify in the personal name, even though the properties are held under the personal name.
0: Hey everybody. So if I said the words free money, do so I have your attention? How about $10,000 or more in potential free money? Do I really have your attention? So in this upcoming interview and upcoming conversation, there's an opportunity for you to lean into a program that the Canadian government has put out that can support business owners. Now, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions out there right now of who can apply, who can't apply, if you qualify, if you don't qualify. There's been also multiple iterations of things that have gone on. And you know what, whenever ever it comes down to accounting and tax and these kind of programs, I always reach out to my good friend, Cherry Chan. Cherry is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. And to be honest, between you and me, she takes the time to read all the documents and goes through it and and understands it, and she puts it out in wonderful blog posts, and she educates people and helps people move forward when it comes to the accounting and the tax and this government programs. And and how this all came about was a couple things. Number one, I was reading her website, which I follow her website all the time um, because she has such wonderful information, and she was just documenting all the changes that are coming out for the uh, small business loan program from the Canadian government. And I wanted to just reach out to her I think first of all I wanted to know for myself and secondly I wanted to share all that information with people that are out there that real estate investors that maybe you just don't know all the ins and outs with it now here's a real quick story Um, real life story just happened a couple days ago I had a conversation a consultation uh, which I have consultations all the time uh, with somebody to help them move forward and we got we were talking about you know apartment buildings and they were buying they just uh, were buying an apartment building they just closed an apartment building. It's going to be bought in 2020. Okay. And um, they had all the business bank accounts, everything set up, and they didn't think they could qualify for this government loan program. Now, when I went into and dove a little deeper, you know, I'm not going to give you all the details. That's what this interview is all about, where Cherry and I go really deep into the minute details of this program. But by a, a quick conversation within 15 minutes with this fellow, I believe he could probably qualify for that. Now, like I said, I'm not going to give you all the details, but here's the cool thing. Now, interest-free loans and part of it being unfree- that you don't have to pay back. Now you you had me at interest free loan, okay? So guys, um, this one you may want to listen to a couple times. You may not want to have it on double speed when you're when you're listening to this one. This one will be a little bit technical in nature. Like I seriously had to, and I understand a lot of stuff. I actually have a a, a background in commerce with a with a, an accounting uh, minor, and I had to actually just well slow down, slow down. Just I had to take lots of notes. So my my point is. This will be technical in nature, but that's a good thing. And one of my early mentors once told me is don't be afraid of something that's a little bit complex. Embrace the complexity of things and you will have opportunities that other people who will not um, do the work. Okay, so I could go on and on. But the bottom line, this is going to be an interview that you want to listen to probably multiple times and at a worst case scenario maybe apply see if it's applicable to you because you just never know up to $40,000 loan program interest-free and part and about 10,000 of it it will not have to be repaid you know you got my attention so it's at least worth uh, listening to this interview so guys hope you enjoy it and please help me welcome Jerry Chan Hey guys, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. We are going to have a fun conversation. We're going to be talking to one of my favorite people around. Anytime you get a chance to talk to a treasure trove of information, a treasure trove of wisdom, and a treasure trove of accounting knowledge, man, you take, you take that opportunity to, to have this conversation as many times as possible. So guys, for many of you, if you're watching this, you probably know who this is. This is Cherry Chan. Cherry, can you say hello to everyone for me?
1: Hi, everyone. Very honored to be here. Yes. Quite an introduction yeah, well, that I'm getting.
0: I haven't even started the introduction yet for your Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was quite an introduction.
0: No, you truly are. Like, honest to goodness, when I sit there and I see something complex, and I see something detailed, and I see something accounting, and I see something tax, and I see something structure-wise, like business structure-wise... If it seems, if it seems too complicated I usually just wait for cherry to write a blog post about it because you 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 write the best blog posts by the way cherry um like for example what what is your where's the best place to go read your blog
1: uh it's uh, I'm trying to uh, say it out right without the accent but it's really hard it's
0: real estate tax real Yes, yes. Yes. Now, honest to goodness, uh, if you guys do go to read her blog, it is one of the best blogs around there. Now, Jerry, you're you're still really old school the blog writing side. This video stuff is a little new for you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is, and it's it's embarrassing to speak in front of the camera. Like not all the time, so that's why I'm not doing it all the time. It's hard to explain concept um, over video. Like you're so good at this thing. I'm just beginner and stumble uh, um, all the time.
0: Well, we're going to try our best and we're going to take a, com- uh, a t- we're going to take one topic today and we're going to talk about some uh, government funds and government monies that are being available that there's probably a lot of, you know, mis- misconceptions and a lot of people probably think that they don't qualify and some people probably do and there's just probably lots of confusion. Now, before we dive into the deep part of it, there's two things I'm going to preference this. Um, Cherry is. A, you have a, a deep knowledge on what we're going to talk about, but you did not write the policy. You, you you're not. Uh, ad, you don't have all the information or all the details. You're just going to give what you know to this time, and things can, can change like this afternoon potentially, right? Absolutely. And then the second thing we're going to do is um, it, it might not be applicable for everybody, but I have a feeling there could be an opportunity that some light bulbs will come on that people will sit there and go, geez, you know what? It is applicable, and I'm actually maybe want to take the time and effort to go through this process because there might be an opportunity here, okay? Um, before we dive into all that detail, Cherry, can you maybe give just a little quick Coles uh, Notes version about who you are and who you serve and, and, and your, your typical client?
1: Um, so, I am Terry, uh, like Russell suggested, uh, not suggested, introduced me as. And uh, I have, uh, I have a, an accounting practice that specifically serves real estate investors, and I help them structure their real estate um, holding.
0: And uh, you have a new office building, I take it there, and your, your internet, do, 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 they have, do they have good internet out in that area?
1: <laughs> i do have good internet out there um it's just that uh, sometimes it's a, a little bit unstable and it could be technology it could be zoom right yeah. you know how zoom it is these days yeah.
0: it's getting it's, a lot of headlines it's it's Irwin it's on playstation playstation 4 <laughs> or gaming right now that's what he's probably doing taking all the bandwidth
1: yeah for sure he has like four screens right next to me.
0: Of course. Uh, um, so say hi for me. Um, I know I'm going to date this. We're recording this just coming into the Father's Day weekend. So do you have anything planned special for Erwin? For do the kids have anything planned for him yet?
1: Uh, we are, uh, thankfully, we are now allowed to go to the cottage. So I get to go to the cottage with him
0: and the kids. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you do ever follow Irwin and Cherry on their email list or their socials, there's always a family component to every post that they put out. And I just always look forward to reading that first part. And then the first part of the podcast, it's also it's very personal. So guys, keep up that really good work. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Where, where do we start on a fairly complex topic? Why don't we just start at the top and let's just talk, we're going to talk one topic we're going to talk about, and I might even get the name wrong on it. It's, it. the acronym is CEBA. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So CEBA is. Uh, um,
0: what does that stand um, for? First of all.
1: <laughs> Testing me. I think it stands for C- Canada emergency business account.
0: Okay. Canada and uh, Emer- what it
1: does Is a a program, government loan program that lends a $40,000 interest-free loan to the small business owner, qualified small business owners. Um, The loan will be interest-free until December 2022. Uh, And and if you repay before end of 2022, $10,000 is waived. So what it means is that you just need to repay $30,000. You keep the $10,000 and it's interest-free for two years
0: pretty good deal okay well because your, your internet was being a little choppy there I just want to make sure we got this again like it it uh, uh, when I first started hearing about this cherry it almost sounded too good to be true in some respects and mm-hmm. and it also comes sitting there going about what is the government up to right so so one more time it, it's potentially up to forty thousand dollars is that correct It
1: is up. To, it is forty okay, thousand dollars once 40, you qualify it's just forty thousand dollars
0: forty thousand okay and then yeah. what are the payment terms again?
1: Uh, it's interest-free until 2022, December 2022. If you repay before December 2022, you only need to repay $30,000. So the government, in other words, is giving you $10,000. Chances are you probably would have to pay tax on it, but uh, they never mentioned the impact of the, the tax impact on it, how much we are paying tax on it. Um, so I can't really tell you the tax impact yet.
0: Right. Okay. So, so I don't, you know, and it's funny I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm trying not to be thick or dense or, or even be skeptical, but it, it really does sound too good to be true in some respects. Like they're going to potentially give you 40 grand. Um, if you pay it back, obviously guys, it's not free money, it's a loan, but if you do pay back it by December, 2022, 2022. you only have to pay back 30 of the 40 back. So you potentially get, Forty. You get access to forty thousand dollars interest free, and you can have ten thousand of it forgivable if paid back within a year and a half. In essence.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, Okay. There's got to be some. There's got to be some fine print there, Cherry. So so let's. So that's kind of what it is. Okay. Let's let's put that out there. So. Maybe the first question would be: Is who, who who is this really for? Like, what is the what is the intention behind this from the government to to help and provide support for?
1: Um, so I belong. Um, I belong to this group called Entrepreneur Organization. So a bunch of business owners come together and share knowledge. And I've seen so many of the polls and feedback from the entrepreneur community that this um, they're shutting down businesses right and left and firing pretty much the entire team from like 20 people down to like maybe two people. And so the loan behind the loan, the purpose of this loan is to help to provide some funding to the small business for the, um, on a temporary basis. So then they have enough liquid cash to meet their daily, um, daily obligation, including their rent, including their property tax, and including uh, some of the payroll expenses that they incur. Um, Just trying to help small business out there, just not so that they won't shut down the business and we will lose all these jobs to COVID-19.
0: Okay, awesome. So, so, you know, we're going to date this again. Today is Friday, July or June 19th. And officially today applications can be submitted. Is that correct?
1: So, this uh, program on its own is has been available for a long time okay, already okay. a couple of months i actually i don 't really remember off the top when the start day was. Um, initially uh, the criteria was to um, the, initially the criteria was that uh, the company needs to have twenty thousand dollar payroll in two thousand and nineteen Now, this is still one of the criteria to qualify. But, uh, about a month ago, Justin Trudeau came out and said, hey, we recognize that some of you do not pay salary employee and therefore didn't have the uh, 2019 payroll and could not take advantage of this loan program no. that we offer. So he decided to expand the criteria to allow people that do not have the uh, payroll to qualify as well. So they came up with the the second expanded criteria. and to allow you to um, apply under the expanded criteria. Today is the opening day for you to be able to apply under the second criteria. Ah, got um, it. So the first criteria, if you have over $20,000 payroll, you still haven't taken advantage of the current, um, sorry you still haven't taken advantage of the per, uh, the first criteria you should go ahead and do it it's really easy it's just a few button apply through your uh, charter bank account uh, business bank account um if you don't have uh, if you don't have the, any salary employee now this is the time to look into your um your business and see if you would be able to qualify under this new loan a uh, new expanded um, Criteria, um, it would to me. It sounds like from what I've seen, all these eight criteria that's put out there. Um, sorry, all these eight examples um, that count toward the um, expenses required to qualify for the loan. Um, many real estate corporations, real estate holding corporations, would be able to um, would be able to qualify. Um, under the expanded criteria, you will need to have forty thousand dollars of. Non deferrable expenses and non deferrable expenses based on the criteria that they set out on the CEBA website, the government website, um, it includes um, rent, uh, it, rental expenses, not rental income. So, rent, um, utilities, insurance, property taxes, um, also um, contractor payment, subcontractor payment that are to um, not contractor payment, but subcontractor payment that is paid to under an agreement. So it could mean it's property management fees. Um, Utilities would also include like, could be Rogers bills if you have a business cell phone. Um, Of course, your utility bills include your regular utility bills of your properties. And it also include the debt servicing payment. So if you have a couple, a few properties within a corporation, you may really be able to qualify for this loan, provided that the total of these expenses exceed uh,
0: $40,000. Yeah, so, okay, uh, the probably the big one question everybody's going to ask is, what if I don't have my properties in, in, cor- in corporate structures? Maybe I own them personally and I claim them on my personal taxes. Am I, ex- am I not part of this program?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. So what's going to happen is uh, what the requirement um, the requirement is that you will need to have a business number. So if you have a corporation obviously you would have a business number because the, the corporation comes with a business number yep. um, and then um, you also need to have a business bank account. So for those people, I think there's very rarely anyone that's not using a business um, account right now, business bank account, if you have a corporation, yep. but if you have a business bank account, you have the business uh, number. Those are the first two criteria that you have to pass. Otherwise you're automatically out because they, they're not equipped to handle anything else. And then you add up to see all your expenses, qualify non-deferrable expenses to see if they are over $40,000. Yep. Now, uh, under their um, website right now in the eligibility section, they talk about the $40,000 uh, $40, dollars eligible non deferable expenses. They gave the example that I mentioned earlier, but um, they didn't really specifically call out the time period of the uh, expenses. Uh, if you read through the website, um, in other sections of the website, they mentioned that the expenses would have to be in 2020. It doesn't have to be the one that Already happened, but it's also anticipating to happen. For example, your mortgage payment, your second half of the property taxes—you would not have incurred yet, but it would be also part of the part of this application qualify count toward the forty thousand dollars el- eligible expenses.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. So you know, take it to a government structure to add a whole bunch of complexity to to a whole bunch of things. So so just a really quick. Bookend this number one is it has to be for real estate investors. Now, I got a couple different scenarios I'm going to talk about. So, for real estate investors, it needs to be that they have to be held in like an operation, a corporation structure. You need to have a business bank account and you need to have like your business number, right? So, if you have all those things, I would imagine most real estate investors, if you had three or four or five properties between your interest payment, if you have property management, insurance, which is going sky high through the roof any mm-hmm. renovations you, you you're you're already over that uh, forty thousand dollar threshold quite easily
1: absolutely i do have a client just not to throw everyone off i do have a client out in bc as well she he does um um airbnb rental yep uh so he has, because Airbnb is subject to HST, so he already has a business number. He owns everything in his personal name. We report it as a business. So uh, uh, based on that, he like he's one of the few exceptions that I could think of that would qualify in the personal name, even though the properties are held under the personal name. Okay. Now, again, he would need to have that business bank account. If he doesn't have the bank account yet, then he would not be eligible to apply yet because Justin Trudeau also recognized some people don't have the business bank account they operate out of their personal bank account he promised to um to uh to provide a workaround but that hasn't come out yet
0: okay well let me ask a couple and and i'm gonna apologize here for a second that uh, this might be a personal to my situation and everybody's situation oh, a little problem. different but but here's the thing i'm pretty sure you guys can see some maybe some similarities here on things so here's here's one question i'm gonna ask and then i'm gonna go into a different like question. So, Is it possible for somebody, let's say they had a portfolio of properties and they had a corporate structure and they had the business and they had that all set up, as you said, and then maybe they had a consulting business over here, a separate consulting business, its own corporate Mm -hmm. entity, its own books, its separate entities. Is it possible that you could apply for both under both companies?
1: Yes, it's based on the um, the business on its own. So, uh, provided that it qualifies to yep. have the forty thousand in each business, then yep. you would then be able to use the different business number to apply. It's based on the business number.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, so guys, if I hope you heard that that if you do have your real estate separate from yep. another business entity, you maybe yep. could apply to, for uh, for each business entity. Maybe you have a contracting business that you do concrete driveways for people on, over here, and then you have a portfolio of seven houses over here and things, you potentially could qualify up to 80 grand if you, if you meet the criteria.
1: That's what we are trying to do ourselves as well. I have my uh, professional corporation that qualify under the $20,000 payroll a long time ago. I apply, I got the money. Um, and then I'm waiting for this to open because I have a real estate corporation that holds multiple properties. And so this whole, this thing is new. So I don't know whether they are going to apply, approve us, um, but potentially we could get um, $80,000 loan yep. in two different businesses.
0: Wow. Well, that's worth our, our time and having this cup of coffee already for some of us <laughs> potentially. Well, that's that's potentially $20,000 unforgivable, like that you don't have to pay back, Right.
1: Yeah. And then it's interest free too, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, I, so for example, I have a business number, I have a corporation, I do consulting and and all that kind of wonderful stuff, but I don't run my real estate portfolio through that corporation. Are Mm -hmm. you saying that I only, that has to stand alone just on my consulting expenses and business and the real estate stuff is outside of that? Yes. Okay. Good.
1: It's by entity. If you have another corporation that just does real estate and, and that what if other the real estate,
0: what if the real estate is, is, um, you file that personally on your personal taxes, not, not well, corporate. That
1: doesn't count. That doesn't okay. count toward that $40,000. Okay.
0: Good. Good to know. Now, is there now, before we talk about the next steps, about how somebody needs to apply and what the next steps are, um, is there anything available for somebody that maybe has a portfolio of five, six, seven properties owned in personal name and they file it on their personal taxes? Is there any kind of a program that you're aware of that's available?
1: I mean, other than the one that's pretty well known, uh, that is the one that you can defer your mortgages. There yep. aren't that anything available unless you're registered as a business as well. So you have a registered business name, registered business number, yep. then you can potentially apply under this program as well.
0: Um, or if you do qualify that you still have access to that um, I don't can't remember the name there's so many names come up the, the two thousand dollar one um, you so potentially the, could qualify for that if you if you fit the criteria
1: if it's uh, you're referring to SERP. yes you could totally qualify for serp if your income is significantly affected to basically have less than one thousand dollars a month then you can apply for serp
0: right. Well, OK, so let's go down this road, for example. Let's say I, I, I have a real estate portfolio and, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's say it's like break even or maybe it's lost some money or maybe because of COVID-19, I had four midnight moves on things. Mm-hmm. Is that do you would and I know you, you I don't want to put you on the spot and give a definitive because I will never, ever hold you accountable to the to a definitive statement, but would somebody be able to have a? You think somebody would be able to stand on that they've been impacted by this whole thing if they've had some tendencies and some people move out and stuff like that that they might qualify for SERP.
1: So it's it's so unfortunate. Yeah. Um, the criteria doesn't really talk to real estate rental income specifically, and it plays into a part in terms of the qualification criteria for SERP. SERP requires you to report self employment income. Uh, or employment income if you don't if your self-employment income or employment income or combined drop to essentially less than a thousand dollars as a result of officer you would then be able to qualify and if you only report your seven portfolio of seven rental properties and and five tenants left and you don't have any money left to pay for anything you still cannot qualify you need to have at least five thousand dollars reported um in the first uh, couple of months in Uh, Or in the first couple of months of 2020, or back in 2019, if you reported at least five thousand dollars of self-employment income or rental income—sorry, self-employment income or employment income—then you would qualify for SERP. But it has nothing to do with um, CERB. Let's say flip the switch and say, "Hey, I all my tenants pay up, but I lost my job. Can I still qualify for SERP?" Yes, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Good to know. Um, Hmm. Now. Now, I probably know the answer, but I I just want to ask it anyways, is when you say um, income, you're talking about a gross line or are we talking about a net income line? Because if you, as obviously, as we know, when you have rental properties and you put it into your personal taxes, there's an income line and there's a whole bunch of expenses. And then hopefully at the bottom, there's there's a positive number. Are we talking the gross line or are we talking the net line?
1: I would say on on
0: your statement of rental income statement that you put on your taxes. That's, I guess, the document I'm looking, talking about.
1: So what we just referred to the SERP qualification criteria, they don't look at rental income at all. Okay. If it shows up as rental income, they don't care. Let's say last year you report, you're a full-time real estate investor and reported seven uh, income from seven rental properties. You don't have any other income. And then in 2020, a couple of your tenants left. You really need some money and you want to take advantage of the CERT program, but you only have rental income. Technically, you won't qualify
0: hmm. at the because moment. Because you did not
1: report any self employed income.
0: Yeah. I guess, I guess, us rental or real estate investors that do it self employed or self employed people, I guess we don't count as a business, I guess.
1: No, no. Tongue and they cheat, don't. I'm, I'm teasing,
0: obviously. So, so this, guys, this yeah. might be a, might be a way to, this might be time to check your structures again on maybe, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously by going corporate structures, there's a whole bunch of more uh, costs and there's more, you know, fees and there's a lot more timelines and record keeping and another entire, another level that you have to add to your business. But it's, it's more recognized as a business that can qualify for things.
1: Absolutely. Um, there are. I, uh, technically speaking, it's the same thing in terms of deduction, tax deduction. But the reality is um, because it's being more recognized uh, in terms of corporation, that is being more recognized as a business, um, it's easier to write off certain expenses than in the personal name, especially in terms of, say, membership, expense, expensive membership and coaching costs. It's so much easier to write it off in the corporation than in the personal name.
0: Yes, I 100% agree. Um, yeah. So, so somebody, so let's say somebody has a corporate entity um, that qualifies in $40,000 of expenses, um, non De- def- deferrable. non deferable. Uh, what, what is a deferrable expense versus the non deferable? Maybe just get that clear. Um,
1: so remember, the whole goal of this loan yeah. is to help regular small business that earns active business income. So yes. um, for them, some someone that is doing, uh, for example, um, um, selling widgets, selling cell phones, then they would have the you're selling your yeah.
0: baby blankets on Amazon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so if you have inventory, you have yep. cost of goods sold, those are deferrable expenses. You don't have to incur now, right? Yep. So those are called considered deferrable expenses.
0: Oh, the inventory would be a different
1: def- It is a deferrable expense.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But most, most expenses typically is when you went through the list, most of them, you know, with the rent and utilities and cell phone and like, what about like um, equipment, computer, stuff like that? Does that count as well? Yeah.
1: So equipment, capital lease on the equipment. So a lot of my clients are also real estate agents. They own their practice in their personal name, but car lease would be part of the car in itself is an equipment. So the car lease would then be considered as a part of the non-deferable, eligible, non-deferable expenses. Um, rental, hot, hot water rental tank yep, would yep. be part of that lease. Um. So as your AC, uh, rental, cause there usually is a bunch of that rental. Okay.
0: Awesome. Okay. So let's say we, we fit the criteria and we're ready to qualify. What, like what, what's the process to apply? And is there like big giant application process or credit checks or what, what's the process? To apply.
1: The process if it is under the original criteria of twenty thousand dollar is like this. It's so easy. The original twenty thousand dollar T4 payroll criteria. Yep. You just basically go on to your online uh, your bank account that you, you online bank account that you usually bank with that has your corporation bank account and then there is usually a section that's called um the CEBA loan, applying for CEBA loan, you just follow the process. The money will uh, appear in your bank account in about a week or two weeks' time. Now, uh, you will uh, you will be required, you will be asked for your uh, T4 um expense last year. So it will ask for some information from your last year's T4 summary that you would have filed by the end of this uh, February of this year. So you need that to enter the information. They basically take that information, match it against um, CIA's record, make sure that you are the person that that you claim you are, and then they will grant you the loan. Now, under the expanded criteria, the application is just open today, and it gets a bit more complicated. Um, From what I've read, I haven't applied myself yet. I'm going to, but I need to gather all the information to prove that I have $40,000 of non-deferrable expenses so from what i've read so far on the cba website is that we are required to provide documentation and prove that we have over forty thousand dollar non-deferrable expenses so what are the, the documentation so for example uh, your property tax bill assuming it is a real estate corporation if you you rent an office and it would be the rental agreement. Um, the um, You could have a rental agreement with your hot water tank. That's going to help. Uh, your insurance, uh, your utility bills, uh, also your um, your mortgage statement. These are would be the helpful documents yep. to provide. So essentially,
0: what? you have to provide source documentation statements no. and, and report, PL reports. Those don't cut it.
1: Um, you need to be able to provide a proof.
0: Right. The source documents, so, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, source documents for yeah. sure. Okay, awesome. But on top of that, I would make sure that I organize the documents in a format that would add up to forty thousand dollars for them. Yeah. So just keep in mind that the person sitting on the other side reviewing your file don't know anything about your business. So if you just send them a bunch of bills, they they don't understand. They don't know how to interpret it. It's better to write it out and say, "Hey, this add up to be." ten thousand and this add up to be five thousand and all add them all up and break it all down to help them make the decision yep make
0: it easier for them yeah absolutely do the work for them so essentially that's your application is you have to prove that you made the criteria and they, it sounds like the approval process is pretty pretty straightforward do you have to sign a is there any like a, a credit check on on any of this kind of things no now you the, do not Go ahead. sorry no please
1: you do have to intend to continue to operate your business oh, you can't out yes. of your business tomorrow um that's one um the second thing is that you do need to um the the use of the fund must be used in the business you cannot just take the $40,000 and in um in our world you can't take the $40,000 and put it in a stock trading account and invest can't do that. You have to use the $40,000 directly in your business and continue to pay for those bills.
0: Yeah, you know, for those bills, you know, there's nothing to say you can't put it into and run some ads and Facebook ads and YouTube and Google. Yeah. You can just run it to drive some more business for, for Absolutely. your
1: business, right? Just not for like a completely... Or, or you can't,
0: you can't can. put it in the bank account to then be able to pay yourself a salary from it,
1: right? No, that's not allowed. <laughs> that's exactly the example that I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Yes. Or, or what about... Um, Debt repayment.
1: Like, Debt repayment that's related to the business is fine. Okay, but not um, not to uh, draw out dividend. Um, whether you are allowed to repay the shareholder loan, I think it's in a bit of gray area uh, because shareholder loan essentially is a business loan as well.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so needless to say, um, there's a lot more. There are a lot of details available. And there's also a lot of more nuances that and details that are not available at the same time. So it's one of those ones is one of my intentions for this is just kind of a top level, um, educate yourself on what the opportunity is. And and there might be an opportunity that you just didn't know. And it might be, you might be sitting there going, well, it's just kind of a pain in the butt. You know, I don't want to do this. But but think about this for a second. Um how long do you have to work to, to get ten, to make $10,000, right? In some of our businesses, it might be a day. Some of it might be a month. Some of it might be a two months. Um, the government potentially is going to give you a $10,000 um, income for your business, right? And especially to get an interest-free loan for up to 18 months, you know, geez, <laughs> I'd like to have one of those interest-free loans, please. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah, so uh, like honestly, there are so many people asking me questions um, yeah. already. One of them is, hey, I defer my mortgage. Would I still be able to qualify? I don't have all the answers, just like Russell mentioned. Um, the reality is, I would still provide all the necessary documentation to the government and then let them decide because yep. we are required to submit the documentation anyway. And they can make that decision on their own. The worst case scenario, yeah, you lose half a day in terms of gathering all the documents. But Yeah.
0: Um, so it has to be for people that have got their their taxes all filed up to date and all those kind of wonderful things. Or you have to prove for 2020. Did I, I we, we establish that correct? Like for expenses for 2020 as well? Okay.
1: You do need to have a bank account on March first, twenty twenty. Yeah, which is business bank account.
0: Which we unfortunately we can't go back in time, but but most people will probably have had a bank account open for the last three months, I would imagine. Now, is the loan with the bank? Like does the like if it's the bank account that I applies through is RBC, RBC holds the loan. Mm -hmm. And I imagine the the government's backing that or paying quite nicely. The bank is probably the one making the most making money off of this, I would imagine
1: oh yeah for sure i would imagine so too well it is interest free from our end i'm sure the bank is charging something to the government um um, so sometimes when you have issues with your bank application even if you call the bank you're kind of out of luck because the bank would say hey this is a government program we don't do anything with it we don't have anything to do with it we don't have any wiggle room to approve you or not approve you based on this strict criteria that's it yeah um and if you call the, gov- the government, the government is going to say, hey, like the bank uh, administered the application process. So there's only so much we can do. Yep. Sorry.
0: Yep. Now, I want to just jump back a little bit. Now, I think I cut you off before you fully answered the question. So I apologize for that. Sometimes I get excited and I have a different question. I get very curious. Um, the what you can do with the money in, if I heard correctly, in essence, it's it's for business activities, give or take. And and. Really, you as the business owner determine what a business activity is. Because I imagine they're not looking over your shoulder and saying, well, you can't use it for that. You can't, you know, I would imagine, right?
1: So they do have the, they do call out a couple of things that you can't do, right? Yep, yep. You cannot use the, the money to pay exactly like what you said, yep. the, yourself a salary yep. uh, or a dividend. So that's not allowed. Um, and if you are, you also need to use it for your regular business. So, um, I mean, they are looking at the criteria of non-deferrable yep. expenses. So the idea is that the $40,000 loan is provided to you just so that you can cover the, the expenses that you have. So it's really meant to be used for not paying the non-deferrable expenses. If, um, this is a criteria, like, it's not a criteria, it's just my interpretation of it. Yep. Now, if you are saying that, Hey, um, it works perfectly in the situation where um, uh, whereby um, uh, a real estate investor owns everything in the corporation and there are a couple of tenants stop paying and you need the extra money to cover the, the, the shortfall, then this would be perfect to be used for that. Um, if you are saying like, hey, if I take the money, $40,000, and it's a real estate corporation, and now I have the $40,000, I put it in, say, a trading, soft trading account, then that's probably not ideal. Yep. Um, the government of Canada on their website, they do say that they reserve the, the right to do the audit trail. So it really is, it's better that you use it yep. as intended than risking it and uh, take, being taken away, the uh, money being taken away.
0: 100%. So uh, that was the point I just wrote down. Here's guys played above, above board, you know, mm-hmm. If you play it above board and you play it by the numbers part pun intended, you will be okay. Right. So nice. Nice. Um, So I know you had mentioned before and, and you'd mentioned that there, there probably will be some kind of a taxable, I would imagine there'd be some kind of a taxable benefit that maybe have to add to it as an income line or some kind of a taxable benefit to your, to your business down the road, but that's not been established yet. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I don't see any, um, I would say I don't see any information yet, as of yet. Um, At the end of the day, they don't anticipate anyone to repay until late 2022 anyway. If you don't repay um, by then, you will have to repay $40,000, and there is a 5% interest charge after that.
0: Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So my intention was not to get into all the details. What, what would be the best place for somebody? Two things. Number one, where would be, if somebody wants to take a deeper dive, uh, please mention your website, but also if they want to take a deeper dive into the government <laughs> websites. Now, where would be some websites that people should go to do a little bit more research, please?
1: The information provided on their website um, is very, it's, it's the best
0: source. Which which one, all, which website is that? Is that...
1: Um, it's, if you search Ceba website, yep. it's come, it will be the first one that come up. Okay. Um, if you don't mind, I can share my own website as well. Yes,
0: please. Here. Yes, yes, that's um, what me, that's what actually triggered this conversation that I wanted to have. I was reading your website, and I said we needed to have a conversation about this.
1: Awesome. So, um, so I do have this. Um, I guess I do have this. Quick. Infographic to help you to decide whether you can uh, qualify for the forty thousand dollar interest-free loan. You just need to go to this website, uh the realestateaccountants.ca slash cdba, and you will be able to download this um this infographic. Really simple and straightforward. It helps you to get a better understanding. If you you, you feel that you don't qualify anyway, by all means you can just follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at real estate tax tips at real estate Text tips, There's no .ca. I'm so quick. Uh, you can also sign up for my free weekly real estate tax tip blog post at realestatextips.ca.
0: Yeah, I 100% would. Every person that's listening to this needs to be on Cherry's list of the, the content and the emails and the blog posts and the things that you publish are just, they're just, they're top notch. They really are. And it's a place like I said, this is the place I go to, to get the information. So, um, are you also open or are you also looking for business for people that maybe have some bookkeeping or tax planning or things like that? Or are you looking for some business as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're always you got, open. A, you got
0: a new office building to pay for.
1: Exactly. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. I would love to work with uh, real estate investors that are looking to structure their tax imp- uh, their, their, real estate investment. Um, uh, we do tax structuring, uh, year end filing as well as bookkeeping as well.
0: Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I think I forgot to ask the question about how you guys are holding up out there. Everything going good. Right. I, I see, you know, congratulations on the new office being opened and, you know, you have all those chairs that are just waiting for people to come and sit on that and sit in them, but, the but nobody can come join you. So how, how are you guys holding up? Um,
1: it's, um, I'm not going to lie; it's a little bit scary and a little bit roller coaster because our, as you know, our tax season it has been extended forever, and essentially, um, uh, it's our revenue dropped in March and April, and then we worked extra long during this period of time. Um, it's scary that we are opening an office while many real estate, uh, ma- not real estate, but while a few entrepreneurs. Uh, saying that they're permanently shutting down their office and going remote completely. So um, there's always that doubt at the back of your mind thinking, hey, like saying, is this the right move that we're committing to? This is the biggest mortgage that we've had.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys have bigger vision than just having it as just an office space. It's also a gathering place. It's a meeting place. It's a place of inspiration. It's a place for when when people from Vancouver come to visit Toronto, they will come and they will come work there. i'm I'm putting a plug in for i'm putting a plug in for free free office space
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're always welcome there there's space available
0: nice hey actually just said something that actually triggered a question that i I, a new question um and this was something i had a conversation with somebody and there's a little bit of confusion about uh, taxes this year like personal taxes like june 1st was the deadline when you had to submit or has that been extended or is there time when you have to you have forgiveness if you have to pay like what is what is the what's the the timelines for taxes right now with people in this weird time we're in right now
1: i know it's crazy eh so technically technically speaking if you're not self-employed uh your filing your original filing deadline would have been april 30th um the government did extend it to june 1st so the deadline is now june 1st but then the problem is not the problem um you are also you also do not need to pay any tax owing until September first. Uh, so essentially, you have until September first to issue your tax payable. Right now, the confusion comes in when you uh you don't you can't file before June first, and you have a balance owing do you owe any tax penalty? But because the penalty on its own is calculated on the balance owing as of the day of the due date, the due date is being extended to September. So which means that if you did not file the tax on time on June 1st, there is no penalty. Effectively, the government is saying that you can have until September 1st to file a tax return before the penalty would kick in. Now, how does it affect you though? So if you have a balance payable on June 1st, and you file your taxes, you do not have, technically you don't have um, any interest charge on the balance owing until September 1st because that's the deadline for paying. But if you don't pay until September, if you pass September 1st, you don't pay, there is no penalty. There would only be an interest charge being calculated from September 1st onward. But if you did not file your taxes by June 1st and now you file it, you take your time and you didn't file it until like say September 1st, whatever. Then on September 1st, if you don't pay by September 1st, the penalty is going to kick in September 1st immediately.
0: Okay. So so, so <laughs> you had the file by June 1st but not what not really.
1: <laughs> not really, but it, well it has passed. Yeah. So the be- the next best thing is file it before September 1st, yes. file it and pay for the balance owing by September
0: 1st. Assuming there is a balance owing, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but bottom line, guys, is here's the thing. Um, when it comes to taxes, and, and I know this for a fact, is play it above board. Don't push things. Don't, uh, don't try to take liberties. Don't um, extend things past. Because the more things you extend past, the more liberties you take, the bigger red flag you get, and the more they will come after you after the fact. If you just keep playing it by the numbers and play it by the book, play it above board, you, you will be no no problems. No problems. So absolutely. Awesome. Maybe if you can stop sharing your screen there for a second, I just wanted to just get the big, get your get your smile face back again. Um, so we're going to wrap up here right away. Is there any um, final inspiring messages or something that you'd like to leave with people? You know, it doesn't have to be tax related. It can be personal, it can be whatever, just maybe some inspiring words to, to help people navigate the murkiness ahead.
1: I don't know if I have anything that's quite inspiring, but um, I think there is always an opportunity in every situation. There's always a bright side in every single situation. Um, The last few months have been tougher as like everyone actually in the world. It's not just me or you alone. Uh, Everyone is suffering through this, but we get to spend more time with our family. We get to appreciate just walking in, to the park, uh, or take a bike ride. I've seen so many uh, people taking bike rides that I've never seen in the past few years. So appreciate the simple stuff in life. And there's always something good about every single situation.
0: Wow. I think you just really downplayed your ability to, 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 to deliver yeah. some, some fire inspiration. Thanks. Well done. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: That's yeah, honored, pleasure. honored to have this. Let's put it this way: every time I get a chance to have a conversation with Cherry, um, I feel smarter, I feel wealthier, and I feel more protected in my business venture moving forward as a, uh, a more savvy entrepreneur. So that's the kind of person you are, Cherry. Is you just you deliver, you step up, you share, and you help people become better people. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much. Yes. Appreciate that.
0: All right, guys. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Hey, so what did you think? Wasn't that an incredible interview? You know, I just love how Cherry breaks it down. And, you know, to be honest, I I had to watch this a couple times myself when and going through it. I had to listen. I had to really pay attention with the notes. You know, like we covered a lot of the nitty-gritty ins and outs of this program. Um, and opportunities that it might avail us as business owners, it might avail us as real estate entrepreneurs. Now, what was some of your takeaways? Um, Do you think you can qualify for this? Are you willing to then take the next step and put your application in? Or maybe you have um, already submitted your application in. And wherever you're listening or watching this Uh, on a podcast or a video. Make sure you maybe drop a comment in there and share your story, share your results, share maybe your scenario, share what you were doing. Help each other out because you know what? Uh, You know, I I, I make the joke a couple times, tongue in cheek about a free money from the government. Um, You know, bottom line is there's nothing free from a government. But if they're willing to give us an interest-free loan for a period of time and you only have to pay back a portion of it and some of it is non-payable that you have to pay back, you know, I think this is an incredible opportunity that it at warrants at least an application. And I use the analogy in the, the uh, presentation with Cherry is, let's say $10,000 is forgivable that you don't have to pay back. How long do you have to work to make $10,000, right? A month, a week, an hour, right? Everybody's a little bit different. Maybe it's three months. Maybe everybody's a little bit different. Is it worth some time and effort to get your books together? Worth some time and effort to make an application and see if you qualify? Okay, everybody, sure hope you enjoyed this. If you are getting some value from where you're watching or listening to this, please reach out. Um, I'm happy to help. I had like that conversation I shared at the very beginning. I have consultations with people all the time. And, you know, probably within a 10, 15 minute conversation, I can probably quickly assess where things are at and get you on the right path. And if I can help you out in any way, shape or form with a long-term solution, I'd love to have that as well. So wherever you're watching this or listening to it on podcast, um, there should be a link in there where you'd be able to get a hold of me and the process to book a consultation is pretty straightforward from there. All right, have yourself a wonderful day, everybody. Bye for now.